Our second reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, at one point offers these words we often know as the words of institution. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat this bread and we drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. These, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 55. It's among the more memorable of psalms. And even if you don't recognize it right off the bat, it, it has this kind of language at one point. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have, have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. I wonder, goodness, what, what is the cause of this level of angst, the pain of... The psalmist continues, if... An enemy were insulting me, I, I could endure it. If, if a foe were rising against me, I, I could hide. But it's you. A man like myself, my, my companion, my, my close friend, with, with whom I once enjoyed the sweet fellowship at the house of God as we walked among the worshipers. It's the lament of betrayal. We can endure a lot of pain and wrong in this lifetime, but there are few things that hit squarely upon the heart like the betrayal of a friendship, of, of a trust. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, not, not just the night that something bad happened or a tragic event happened or evil drew near, all true. What is striking is how personal the pain is that frames the whole evening on the night that Jesus was betrayed. What does one do on such a night? He does not pick up the knife of, of revenge, nor does he begin building a, a, the, the wall of division between he and Judas, his betrayer. He doesn't even pick up uh, any of the dirt he surely has on Judas, and others would probably now like to know. On the night that he was betrayed, he takes bread. He reached for this most elemental nourishment of life, and with that bread gave thanks to God for that bread. This is my body. 
that is broken for you, do this in remembrance of me. He makes it clear he is the God whose body is given in love, broken in love, offered in love. And then that invitation, do this in remembrance of me, it's not only eat, eat the bread and think back to me, but, but, it, but ingest this kind of way into you, body of Christ, so that the body of Christ on earth might likewise be a people given in love, broken in love, offered in love. In the same way, on the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took a cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. He makes clear he is the God whose blood is poured out for the life of others. Poured out in forgiveness. Poured out in love for the world. And that invitation, again, do this in remembrance of me, is, is not only drink this and, and re- think back to me, but ingest this kind of, of, of way into you, body of Christ. So that the body of Christ on earth might likewise be poured out in life for others be poured out in forgiveness, be poured out in love. Paul then tells the church, as often as you eat this bread, you drink this cup, as often as you are nourished and filled upon Jesus' love by the power of the Holy Spirit, as often as that happens, you proclaim The Lord's death until he comes again. Body of Christ, your your way at this table makes a declaration to the world of what the cross is all about. For, For when you gather at the table like this, the world can see that when the worst is thrown at us, the pain of betrayal of a loved one, a trusted one, betrayal unto even death itself, that there, precisely there among these people, there a banquet of love is brought forth. Or as we hear declared in another well-known scripture, you prepare a table in the presence of mine enemies. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, A meal of love. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, he's he's writing to a deeply divided church. What we see in our passage is that one of the singular ways Paul addresses the division is by telling the story of what Jesus did at a moment, this moment of most painful division. And Paul here doesn't then tell us precisely what we, we should do or not do, we should say or not say, amid all the divisions we know to the people or the persons that we have hurt or to the people and persons who have hurt us. No particulars, rather more profoundly, Paul lifts up the story of who God is. A body broken in love, life poured out in love for us even and especially when 
we do our worst. And in that same story, Paul lifts up who we are. Even when, and especially when, we do our worst to one another. We are the body broken in love, people. We are the lifeblood poured out in love, people. This is what we eat. And we are what we eat, right? I wonder what this meal will call forth from us this night. I will add, I love how Paul ends this section. We, we proclaim the Lord's death and, until, until he comes, until he comes again. Which means we, meet, we need not worry about the results of our love and whether it's going to work or not work just as we envision it and just the timeline that we hope that it happens. We offer ourselves broken and poured out in love in all these different ways and facets, knowing that whatever happens, it's in the Lord's hands. And he shall come again to set all things right. In the meantime, we'll keep coming to this table as one family, the betrayed and the betrayers, the bruised and the broken, to feed on who we are and whose we are and trusting the nourishment of love for another day. Amen.